actually got that all over my iPad. I what was that? that? The fucking thing was suction cup to the bottom of my Oh, your coaster. Cup. I was my like, coaster, yeah. did you just get ice um, everywhere? No, just coaster. Just a coaster. All right. Well, um, hey, guys. Loki, I want to put mine right here. Oh, good idea. That might be a bad idea? Good idea? No, I think fine. Um, anyways. Sorry, that was a bit of a mess. We're having some trial and error moments uh, for this podcast because we have a new little setup. Yeah, we're trying to record so we can like fucking post on TikTok. But oh my god, that's so sweet and also straight up vodka. Well, it has two shots in it. Holy fuck! Um, hey guys, we're back with another episode of Sippin' and Spillin'. I'm Allie, and this is Ellie, and today we're gonna be talking about Taylor Swift. Um, thank God, because we've kind of been wanting to. Yeah, for a long time, but actually. But today our drink of choice is, as Ellie said, a little too much vodka and a little bit of poppy. Yeah. Um, because I had that last time I think we recorded, and by the time we were, like, two-thirds of the way done, I was like, I'm kind of feeling a little drunk. <laughs> so, I'm like, okay, I have to drink this every time. Plus, I love poppy, especially if I've, like, eaten gluten or dairy at all, and I have done both. Um, and it just kind of, like, soothes my tummy a little bit. Yeah, I get it. So. Isn't it, like, a probiotic or something? Yeah, probiotic soda. I think it's a prebiotic, which, actually, I have no mm. idea what that means. Yeah, me either. So, I don't know. But, anyways, that's what we're drinking today. We both have the strawberry lemon flavor. Yeah. It's pretty good. It is pretty good. I'm just like, wow, that is so much vodka. Yeah, real. I think when you I drink it with, like, club soda or something, it's just... Like, the club sodas taste like TV static, so it, like, drowns Ooh. out the, um, like, flavor of the vodka a little bit more, but this is just so sweet that I'm, like, See, oh, I think this vodka. is better with it. I don't like bubbly soda. I just feel like I'm I don't drinking TV static, and I'm, like, this is disgusting, and I don't like it like, when my mouth hurts. It's so fucking weird, because I do not like a LaCroix. I will not ever in my life order a club soda or a bubbly water, like, that's disgusting as fuck. But, like, a vodka um, soda is But good. a vodka soda with lime? Real? I have no idea why I just eat that shit up. It's just... I think maybe the vodka, like, waters it down. Like, it's, you know what I mean? It makes it, yeah, like, not as Yeah, you could bubbly. also just be, like, tricking yourself. Yeah, I don't you know. know. Yeah. Well, um, Weird. as always, before we begin, let's talk about our faves. Yeah, our hot And takes. any hot takes, um... You go first. I have just been listening to a lot of new girl pop. Mm. I will admit a lot of Olivia Rodrigo, a lot of Renee Rapp. I need to get more into Madison Beer. I've listened to a little bit of Sabrina Carpenter. So any of my faves that I'm, you know, feeling that are share worthy, mm-hmm. I'll put them on my playlist. Yeah. Um. But other than that. Nothing cray. I've been listening to a lot of Taylor Swift in the last two days, ever since we yeah. decided we wanted to do this topic. She's just so good. Like, I don't know what else to fucking say. Like, she's just amazing. Yeah, she is really good. But, do you have anything else? Um, I did want to mention that we watched Theater Camp, and I loved it. Um, I yeah. liked the, like, grainy, it seemed like it was, like, on film, almost. Um, mm-hmm. and... I, I don't know, it just felt very, like, nostalgic, even though yeah. I've never been to a theater camp. But, I don't know, something about it just felt, like, very childhood. And I really liked it, and I thought it was super fucking funny. 
So, period. Yeah, real. Um, and I do, like you said, the mockumentary style is kind of so good. Like, yeah, I love, like, the High School Musical, the musical the series, I love when, like, I the love office that. style. Yes, like, when thing, they kind yeah. of do the little zoom-ins on well, them and. But I don't know if in theater camp, you know, like, they have the confessional sort of things in, like, the office mm-hmm. or. They didn't do that, They no. didn't do that, no. It was just, like, straight up, like, mockumentary for sure. Like, yeah. I don't know what you call the style of, uh. The office, or, oh my god, I have fucking something, like, in your hair, like, stuck to my lip gloss, and it's pissing off. Uh, But anyways, um... Yeah, they didn't do that, but it was filmed, like, it genuinely was, like, giving us dates, giving us, like, updates on different characters, like, it felt like you were actually watching a fucking documentary, and it was Uh kind of so funny, um, because it was 100% fake. But, yeah, I thought it was really good. It's streaming now on Hulu, everybody go watch it. Yeah, I need to rewatch it because when our living room was so bright um, that you can't see the fucking TV at all. So yeah, we just in the middle watched of the day. it in the middle of the day when we had no work or anything. And it was just like, it's the worst movie watching experience ever. So I need to rewatch it again because I feel like it could have been better than I thought it was. Yeah. Um, but I just like couldn't fucking see it. So mm-hmm. anyways, well, is that all? Sorry, I just don't know if I need to start or not. Yeah. That's all for me. All right. I do have one fave, and it's kind of piggybacking piggybacking off of um, a fave that I had last week. I have been getting the best fucking sleep of my life, and I think it's because I've been watching the New Heights podcast to fall asleep. Because, hear me out, okay? This is going to sound rude, but I'm a girl. I don't care about football. Real. Okay. Some um, girls do. Some girls do. I just, like, don't. For me, personally, every single time anything football-related... We tried to watch fucking Friday Night Lights the other day. I fell asleep. Yeah. I, like, probably 15 minutes into the show. I've never mm-hmm. been able to finish I was, like, episode. trying to keep it entertaining for her, too. I was it like, was, oh, like, sh- this person's in blah, blah, blah. Or, like, later in the show, yeah. like, this happens. Whatever. And I, like, asleep in... Yeah. yeah. I also probably had, like, before it went halfway through. I had worked that morning and, like, whatever. Like, that was part of it. But anyways, anytime anyone is speaking about football to me, it's immediately, like, okay, lights the fuck out in my brain. And so, basically, what happens is I start an episode and they're talking about, like, actually entertaining things for the first, like, half or something. And then they start talking about actual football and recapping the week and whatever the fuck is happening. And you're like, and hey, I'm like, that's my, like, that's my cue. That's my cue to get the fuck out. And so I listen long enough to where I'm like, in, I don't know, like a third, two thirds of the way asleep. And then I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. turn it off. And then I go to sleep. But oh my God, it just puts me out because I get so bored. The New Heights podcast is your facial ASMRs. Yeah. Pretty much. I also have been getting the best sleep of my life watching yeah. facial ASMR. I think that's why I've been living my best fucking life the last, like, I've been on crack. Like, I don't yeah, know what it is. I've been feeling been fantastic. Yeah. Which is super great. Yeah. So, anyways, thanks Travis and Jason Kelsey for putting me to sleep. Real? And probably not their angle, but... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It works. I Whatever mean, works, I guess. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, that's my only favorite for the week. I mean, my favorite always is, like, Taylor Swift folklore album. Um, so I thought I'd mention that one more fucking time. Um, do you music, have? But we have today like done research, and within that, we did watch a lot of music, music videos. videos. Um, did you have a favorite Taylor Swift music video? Uh, the man was so fucking good. Like I had seen clips on TikTok, but I don't think I had watched the whole thing through. Mm-hmm. And there were it's so really many good. little things about. It. I was like, oh my fucking god. 
And the, then there was another one, too, that... The part in The Man when it's, like, world's greatest dad, because he's literally, like, yes, at the park, park with his daughter spending absolutely no time, like, actually yeah. paying attention to her. Yep. But all these moms are like, oh my god. Everybody around is like, oh, you're so amazing. You're such a good dad. He's, like, literally on the phone and, like, uh-huh. like pats the kid. And I'm like, yep, that's yep. actually like, super real. But yeah. whatever. It was um, that one, and then there was another one. It was, was it? I think, think you made me do the first one that we really, watched. Yeah, is really good. One was really good. Lover was really sweet. That was really sweet. That was a good one. Um, I actually love Blank Space. I think Blank Space is so fucking good. I'm like trying to think of which one that was. Um, with all the men in the cars and she like. Oh kills yeah, them. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I thought. I just love at the very end. It's like the exact same thing happens. Yeah. Right over again, and she's yeah. like, you know what? Fuck you. Maybe I am going through men I want- like no one's business, and that's okay. Yep, literally. Um, I also, I wish, I wish, I wish there was a music video for um, why can't I- Last Great American Dynasty? <sighs> if there's one music video, I fucking wish I could get. It's that one, or also there's maybe like Cowboy m- Like Me. There's barely any from Forevermore yeah. and for folklore. But also with, like, what time? Because she dropped them during COVID, and mm-hmm. now she's, like, in the Eras tour or whatever. Yeah. And so I'm kind of like, girl, I just, I need, like, a miniseries. I need you to help produce, like, a TV series about all the show, all the and stories you're telling. The yeah. stories you're telling, like, you know how Dolly Parton did that one? Like, it was, like, a Netflix thing, and it was, oh, yeah. like, the story of each song. Like, I fucking need one of those for Folklore and Evermore. Mm-hmm. Or even just, like, take the love triangle story off of of the James Augustine and um Betty and make it a fucking TV series or something like I just I need it so bad Taylor Swift please, please listen to please. us please put us on your fucking team please and thanks we'll make you money um not that you don't already have it yeah but but I know you want more so okay as if Taylor Swift's gonna fucking listen to this podcast um who knows who knows um, um I was going to say something else I forgot. Mm. Yeah, I don't remember. Me either. Um, but anyways, I do have a hot take. Do you have a hot take? I was thinking earlier that I had one and then I just forgot it. So, guess okay. I don't. Well, if you think of it, we'll Ooh, come back Maybe to it. hot take chicken salad is so good. Chicken salad is so good. I love chicken salad. My mom and my aunt make chicken whatever salad. their recipe that they use is so good. I think I like it because this might be where, I don't know, we might get hate for this. There's grapes in it. No, I and like, I think, my dad, I think puts grapes in it. Yeah, it's, I think, I don't know, I like it. My favorite, it's my favorite part. Because um, when they're cold and crunchy, mm, okay. Mm-hmm. It also adds a little bit more, like, texture. Yeah. Because it's like the, like, juice. Yeah. And I don't know, I just know if it has walnuts and not pecans in it. Your mouth's gonna burn. My mouth's gonna itch a little bit. Yeah. Um, anywho, I believe as a society that we have, um, how does one say, undervalued, um, looked over. Okay. Unappreciated? Um, Yes, we've unappreciated James Marsden a little too much. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because have you seen that fucking man? You ever seen Hop? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Literally, oh my god. You ever see I'm like in the notebook rewatching it and oh, the, I rewatched M- it like maybe F-E-G. I don't even know. Sometime in the last year and a half, I was like both of these men are like a great choice. You know, well, actually if I'm being the realist of all fucking reals, James Marsden character is the right choice, mm. which makes sense. I think that that's what the movie was saying is, you know, sometimes love is not like 
the right choice. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't... Sometimes if you love someone, leave them be. And then they found each other in the end, and it was, everything was fine, but... Yep. Still very sad. Anyways, James Marsden, I'm like, why were you not playing Noah? Like, why were you not the hottest man alive? Yes! Why has he not ever been the sexiest man alive? Like, I don't know. Just literally make him a leading man about 20 years ago. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ, Hollywood's so Or dumb. fucking right now, I will still watch it. So hot. Thank like, you. did you see him in Jury Duty? Yeah. Holy shit. Hot as balls. Mm-hmm. But he did have a birthday recently. It was actually earlier this week, I think. And he was turning 50 or something. And I was no. like... No! I was like, there's no fucking way you're the same exact age as my parents. That's the most insane thing I've heard in my life. And also, but I do believe a couple of years ago, oh, I remember it was when either Jury Duty came out or the last time I rewatched The Notebook, I looked up his age because I was like, God damn, this man is He's hot. fine. He's my parents' age and also has a daughter born in 2001, just like us. Nice. So, nice. Okay. Well, anyways, that's all I had to say. And I hope it's, is it food for thought? Yeah. Let's give you some food for thought. Yeah. Just, just think, think about me, James Marson. Think about it a little bit. Go look at some pictures of him. Watch Jury Duty, The Notebook. I don't care. You think there's any other not quite as appreciated? You know who I don't think is appreciated as much? Even though he did win Sexiest Man Alive one time. Paul Rudd. Yeah. No, I think people love him. I love that man. You know who I... Listen. Okay. Hear me out. Tom Selleck. Oh, you love him. Yeah, you love him. He's hot as fuck. Let's be so real right now. In Three Men and a Baby? Damn. Three Men and a Baby? Holy shitballs. Yeah. Also, Friends? I get it, Monica. I get it. Was it right? That was a crazy plot line. Yeah. Was it right? Probably fucking not, but I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. Um, And I'm going to have to rewatch it for him. He's so hot. I sent a... Sometimes I'll see... TikToks of it, like TikTok edits on my for you page, <laughs> and I'm like, literally, who am I? Who am I? That's so funny. But um, yeah, you sent me like, one. You sent me one a couple days ago, and I was like, um, okay. I sent one to my friend Gabriella, and I was like, ugh, I need him or something like that, and she responds to it, girl, what? <laughs> I was like, okay. Those who get it, get it, I guess. <laughs> I was like, all right, thanks so much, like. He's hot, and I'm not gonna fucking sit here and accept the slander. Yeah, real. Um, because I'm sure every woman ever would think the same thing if they were also us. Anyways, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like Harrison Ford sort of vibe. Like, he's like super hot Oh when he's my older. gosh, we did. Okay, we started Indiana Jones, and we didn't end up finishing it. I can't remember why, but mm-hmm. we like left the house for some reason, and when we- Oh, we just got we distracted went, by our We roommates. went to go get McFlurries, um, and then yeah. we came back, and then we didn't finish it. But anyways, we started watching Indiana Jones the other day, and- God damn, he's so hot. Literally, there's a scene in the first movie where he's, like, professing as a professor. Um, he's teaching. professing. <laughs> he's professing. Um, and all of the women in the class are sitting are at the gawking. front. And they're just, like, Dropped. jaws on the floor. Yeah. Wide open, catching flies and everything. Yeah, And real. I was like, I get it. Because and I would all, be the, the same way. the front two rows is all women, too. Yeah. Because I'm sure they were like, yeah. I just need to be the closest. Well, and not to be like a thirsty fucking bitch or anything, but I fucking get it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. And I think the hottest he ever looked in the movie was when he was in his professor gear. Mm-hmm. So. That was a moment for sure. He's just such a little cutie. But anyways. Yeah. All right. Now, well, that kind of made me want to watch Star Wars, so might have to do that again. Yeah, real. Because he's super effing hot in that, too. Yep. Hashtag slay Harrison Ford. So. I have to burp. Okay, do it. Oh, my God. Oh, that wasn't that even wasn't that, that bad. That was nothing. But I just, whatever. 
Okay, so let's get started. You want me to do the first one? I don't care. Alright, so before we start, we just want to say, Taylor Swift overall has fantastic PR. Yeah. And she always has, and it's just gotten better over the years. I think the more she has matured, and the more she has a say in, like, what she's putting out into the world. Mm -hmm. But overall, she's had pretty effing good PR her whole career. So, the beginning of her career, I'm pretty sure she got a guitar for Christmas at the age of 12. Okay. Um, so she starts writing songs, playing guitar, 12 years old. At 14, her family moves to Nashville, um, so that she can pursue a career in music. Yep. And at this time, Taylor also had a fake country accent. Yeah. Um. That was crazy. That she literally just made up, because she's from where? Philadelphia? Yeah. And, um... Did, okay. She has no accent now, and she literally just made it up for, like, two years and then dropped it. <laughs> Can I, maybe, I, did I mention in the last podcast that one chick that was, like, so I think the whole thing with her and Travis Kelsey is a whole just PR stunt because she's trying to take down the Chiefs from the inside out. Yes. Because she's a ride-or-die Eagles fan. Which is so fucking funny, <laughs> I was like, She's what? been seen in Eagles merch, like, multiple times. Oh, yeah, because she's from She's Philly. from Philadelphia, yeah, so. Um, which, I get it. I'm just like, girl, what? <laughs> I wonder. Because the beginning of the video, I was like. Okay. Okay. Like I was with her. I was yeah. with her, and then and she's then, like, she's trying to take down the Chiefs from the inside out, and I was like, okay. But honestly, like if anyone can do it, it's, it's her. her. So yeah. I'm like, okay, period. No, sorry, I just had to mention that because it made, it makes me giggle. No, you're good. Um. Anyway, so she moves to Nashville. She starts putting on this weird fucking fake country persona. Yeah. Um. And she signs with a small label called Big Machine Records. So um, and it sounds like so Big Machine Records had no other artists. Yes, when they she signed, was the only her. artist. It was just like one guy who was kind of like trying to start it, and her dad. It was the beginning of the company as a whole, and so that was I think the appeal there for her is that we're trying to build mm-hmm. this brand kind of around you and you already seem like you're having great success whatever and her dad her dad's a stockbroker stock so he so, knows that business yeah and so he was able to invest in the company and everything mm-hmm. so um whatever Which kind but, of period but i'm also like not you like making money off your kid but yeah. whatever but also like i don't know like every other seemed to know yeah. that she was gonna be something so yeah period and I think the record label also was like, okay, she's relatable, she's friendly, mm-hmm. and like we said, or we like mentioned that she is digestible for a wide audience, especially kids. Mm-hmm. Um, she also is writing what she knows, so every person who's listening to her is probably like, yeah, damn, I went to high school and I went to a college football, or I went to a high school football game, yeah. and yeah, sometimes like the college, or fuck, I keep saying college. Um, high school football player is just not the nicest boy I've ever met. You know, like she's writing shit that people can relate to. Um, and even at this time, like, obviously it's gotten better because when you're, you know, 15 writing songs, you're probably not going to be the best at it. She's a great storyteller. She was back then. She is now. Have you fucking heard Love Story? That shit was insane. So good. I mean, not I just that imagine, it wasn't literally Romeo and Juliet, no, but you know, in my head, I'm like she wrote it for a class assignment, which I don't know if that's true or not, but that's just she could have, yeah. yeah, she literally could have. Um, so anyways, she's writing great music for how old she is. Anyways, so she debuts an album and has two number one hits: "Our Song" and "Should Have Said No," which actually is crazy, and I would not have guessed those songs if really? you gave me a track list. No, I would not have guessed those. Um, she's also... I don't even remember what was on debut. I'm gonna look it up right now. Yeah, real. Do it. Um, she's nominated for Best New Artist at the Grammys. Um, she did not win, but the other, um... 
uh, artists that were also nominated featured Paramore and Amy Winehouse, who she won. And you know what? Valid. I think Amy Winehouse deserves that over Taylor Swift being, you know, 16 years old. Whatever. Um, she was not crazy popular at the time, but she was pretty fucking popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and social media was kind of emerging during this era. So, you know what Taylor Swift did? She hopped onto MySpace. But she already had the MySpace when... Oh, yeah. Because um, who didn't? When she was signed to this label or, like, she had grown kind of a following on it. And she said she posts her music on there. But, again, at the internet... Okay, as a new media communications major, mm-hmm. we know that the new media is really scary and people like to reject it. And yes. that, like, same thing happened with TikTok and every every sort of media that you know, whether it's a book or newspaper or a fucking laptop or whatever. It literally yeah. does not matter. Even if you don't think of it as new media, people were like, no, we don't need this. Yeah. Um, and so she was like, guys, like, telling She already had the men, MySpace too because she's a teenager. Of course, yeah. teenagers are using it. Yeah. And so she's telling all these old men, listen, this is going to yeah. be a big thing. Like, I need to keep my following. Like, I need to, like, be on this shit and whatever. And they're like, no, blah, blah, blah. You just need the radio and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, girls or guys, whatever the fuck. And anyways, <laughs> the old men were wrong. Yeah. I figure. Um, so anyways, she's on MySpace, she's pretty big on there, um, and she is, I mean, she still kind of is this way, but at the time she was very big on personal connections. Mm -hmm. Ellie was saying that someone had told her, like, every person you meet, that's an album sold. So, which also makes total fucking sense. And also, the more you're meeting people, people are going to talk about you, and I personally believe that word of mouth is the best way to market something, Mm -hmm. um, because people trust their friends, their family members, whatever. Yeah, so, um, she's really big on meet and greets, um, and she likes to meet fans to sell more CDs. Um, and then her look at the time also reflected her audience, and it was just very, like, fairy tale, boho cowgirl, like, you know, young little princess kind of a thing. This was just what it was in this era. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of want to talk about each era individually, because it does... The first two, I think, are pretty similar. Yeah. But then she gets a little more, you know, punk, and I'm like, okay, slay. Um, so anyways, her audience is young girls. It was young girls for a long time, I think. Maybe until mm, Red, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, do you want to talk about, um, did you just, like, totally skip over Fearless? <laughs> yeah, because those were the first two albums. Oh, these are the first two? Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that's her first two albums. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm just gonna kind of skip over. Not that, like we said, the first two were kind of very similar. She's building her audience, like, blah, blah, blah. They were pretty Um, similar sounding, too. I'd say Fearless is maybe a little less country, but still country. Yeah. So, anyways, we're gonna skip on to Speak Now, uh, which was released in October of 2010, and at this point, she was 21 years old, which is fucking crazy. That's, like, that's basically our age. Yeah. Um, but we're older, so whatever. It's her third. It's her third album, and she is pretty fucking famous at this point. Like her yeah. hard work and songwriting and whatever the fuck has paid off um, from the last two albums. And I guess she's described it as kind of like diary entry vibes, and it's kind of about the love and heart and whatnot. Which you know, on brand for her. That's how her last two albums are pretty much. She had some pretty big hits, which I fucking remember. So my car when I was younger, our van or 
Chrysler van or whatever the hell. I don't know. We had a Honda. Yeah, I think we had a Chrysler van. And you could, like, download music onto the thing. and Or did it keep six tracks in it all at once? What do you mean? That's what mine did. You could put like six, CD. six CDs into it all at once. Um, I'm sure you could also do that, but I'm saying you could download it into the call. Kind of, period. That's yeah. kind of high tech. Yeah. So this would... Whatever. And so I don't know. I don't remember... <laughs> exactly yeah how i was six years old okay let's be fucking real actually what year was this i was nine years old my bad sorry anyways don't lie we had the <laughs> i'm trying not to <laughs> we had it downloaded into the car and so it was one of i remember there was a couple that was downloaded but the ones i listened to were glee volume three and speak now on the way home. And like, that's all you need. Yeah, my mom was a teacher, and so my mom would drive me to and from school. So when she would pick me up or bring me to school, like, or it was mostly when I was, when we were going home, Speak Now or Glee was playing in the car. Mm-hmm. I immediately turned that shit on. Um, and so I remember mine, Back to December, Sparks Fly, and ours, but those were the big hits, so and I believe good. singles off of that album. Mine is still one of my favorite fucking songs of hers. Yeah. Like, every single time I listen to it, I'm like, holy shit balls she really outdid herself with this one mm-hmm. um and back to december is so good too it just like know, it, it just hurts my heart so much now yeah. after the re-release and i think it was probably like a big wake-up call for her too that there are songs um oh my god what is the song we were literally listening to it today um long live mm-hmm. so long live is on there and that's about you know being like a high home, schooler homecoming king and queen yeah. and you know like like moving on from yeah this chapter, it's kind of like, just our like, legacy will be remembered yeah we 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 had a great senior year ready to move on but like we will we will remember these moments so that song and then also dear john are featured in the same yep. album, and I'm like, actually, I'm going to vomit. If you listened to Dear John, it's about her dating John Ma- Mayer when mm-hmm. she was 19 and he was, like, fucking 30 or something was, like that. Yeah, he was 30 or 31. Thir- yeah, so he, I don't even know. And so I just, like, was, when the album was re-released, it just, one, you're hearing it with her as a slightly more as mature... A, as an adult As an adult it. singing it, and it was just... I was just like, oh my god, I'm gonna throw it, yeah, up. Yeah, kind of made like, me it like it was sick. so yucky, and she's also like the, about the age that he was. Yeah, when, when she's it happened, recording yeah. it, and so I'm just like, oh my god, and even but that album also I think is very like true to being you know about our age, like college age, and the what is it, never grow up. Oh my god. That makes me want to fucking throw up. I made my mom listen Literally, to it. Oh and my god. <laughs> my mom was going to like senior parent night at my sister's high school my sister's a senior right now and my parents are like on the board or whatever so my parents are like getting ready to leave my dad's like in their room like changing and i'm like mom um listen to this song really quick and she's like okay so i put it on and she's like i don't get it like taylor swift doesn't have a kid because at the beginning it's like i'm gonna turn your Mm -hmm. night on and it's kind of like from the parents perspective Mm -hmm. And I'm like, girl, just wait. And then it gets to, like, you know, she's in her college town, and they drive off, and she's like, oh my god, why'd you make me listen to this? And she's, like, crying going to this, like, senior parent meeting. And I was yeah. like, and period, you should be crying. Um, but whatever. Yeah, real. <laughs> and so, basically, Speak Now is fucking iconic, okay? Yeah, it's, it's still so, so good. So, these are quotes from Wikipedia, because where else am I supposed to get statistics? Um, <laughs> um... It says, Speak Now peaked 
at the top of the charts and received multi-platinum certifications in Australia, Canada, New Zealand, and in the U.S. Um, in the U.S. it sold 1 million copies with its first release week, spent six weeks at number one on Billboard 200, and was certified six times platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America, um, which is pretty wild. And it is also the fastest-selling digital album by female artist with 20... 278,000 downloads in a week, earning Swift an entry at the 2010 Guinness World Records. So at the time, she was the fastest selling female artist. Yeah. Which as is 20, fucking wild. As a 21 year old. I'm like, I don't even know how it would deal with that. Mm-mm. It's insane. Which, and is there anyone, I mean, Olivia Rodrigo is pretty big. I'll give it to her. Not she's, as big as Taylor Swift, She's pretty big. Yeah. I don't know. She Her first album, she won three Grammys. Olivia Rodrigo did? Yeah. But you know who oh, won? You know who won six? Billie Eilish. Oh, Billie's a good. That one. was huge. I just okay. Here's the thing. We were talking about this earlier. I don't think pre Taylor Swift there was anyone that you could compare to nope. her. Nope. Nope. I think she was the first one to do it. Yep. And so like Billie and Olivia and fucking literally any of the other little girls in the music industry right now are kind of following in Taylor Swift's footsteps. Yep. But she's the one who had to pave the she way. She had to pave the way. And it's. Like, I just remember feeling like, it was kind of like a big sister moment, not that I know Olivia Rodrigo sort of thing, but it's like, I remember growing, I'm a little, we're a couple years older than her. Yeah, I think we're two years older than her. And, um, I don't know, I just remember, looking back now, Taylor Swift was just shit on and shit on and shit on. Yeah. For like, all the time. All of her career. Like, there's nothing that she could do without someone saying some bad thing about it. And, I feel um, like, and she still gets shit on. And she 100%. does. But I think that more people are like, shut the fuck up about it. Like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's more it's people just, supporting there's, her There's as also, well. there's so much proof that like, no matter what, she's fucking good. Yeah. So. Exactly. And so I think, um, she definitely, I don't know, she changed the game. I think she did too. For people to come after her. Yeah. And now Olivia Rodrigo and Billie Eilish don't, not that they don't deal with that shit. Mm-hmm. I 100% think they do, but I do not think that it's on the same scale as what Taylor Swift mm-hmm. was. People with Billie, they were just like, why is she so, like, sad and depressed? And I'm like, have you ever fucking met a teenage girl? Yeah, real. Like, <laughs> literally any teenage girl ever is like, I want to die. So I'm like, um, yeah, okay. Real. Yep. She's giving us the music that they need. Like, not that Taylor Swift wasn't, but it was just very different vibes. Um, yep. anyways, um, yep. you want to talk about this? Oh, yeah, 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 I'll finish this up. So, Red, or not Red, sorry. Um, Speak Now was Grammy nominated for, in 2012, for Best Country Album. And she won Best Country Song and Best Solo Country Performance uh, that year as well at the Grammys. And then uh, Rolling Stone said she's 50 best female albums of all time in 2012, which is pretty fucking insane for a 21-year-old, if you ask me. Yep. Do you want to do Red? Because I want to do 1989. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I was going to say I kind of want to do Red. Um, But after... So, for me personally, I sort of remember I think I was a little too young to like cognitively remember Taylor Swift in the media like I wasn't on like social media wasn't a huge thing and I didn't have access to anything but a tv yeah because I don't remember like red like because I wasn't a fan you know like at the time Mm -hmm. but I remember so many of those songs so many and it's also at a time where I don't think I really quite knew how to use social media, yeah. so I wasn't, like, for sure. a part of a fandom, if that makes sense. Like, I was listening to it because... 2012's just a little just, bit... Yeah, we, we were, were like, just a little, a little too bit too young. young. We were 11, so, for like... For sure. Meh. And so, 
anyways, like, I remember Speak Now for sure. I remember Red. I was a huge Red fan. Like, I loved the album. When I was younger, I think my friend had it on CD and we would listen to it. Um, but anyways, it was released in October 2012 and it was her last country album and was definitely considered like a transitional time period or album for her because she was she was for sure in retrospect going from teen to adult at that point because what she was she was 21 21 22 yeah 21 probably when she started writing shit for it yeah and so, in the U- so, again, Wikipedia, it says, In the U.S., Red spent seven weeks at the top of the Billboard 200, making Swift the first female artist and second act since the Beatles to have three consecutive albums, each spent at least six weeks at number one, and was certified seven times platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America, which is pretty fucking crazy. Whenever anyone is, like, since the Beatles, you know it's big. Yeah, real. Which um, is so fucking wild. I'm like, why were they just so actually so good? Yeah, but I don't even anyways. understand. But um, anyways, We Are Never Getting Back Together was the first single on the Billboard Hot 100. And the marketing for this album, I think is when, not that Speak Now didn't have great marketing from what I read, um, but this one, it seemed like they did something kind of special. And so four weeks before the album came out, there was a countdown on iTunes, which I was like, Holy fucking shit, iTunes. That's wild. That is crazy. Um, and they released a song each week leading up to the release. So that is so smart. So people had to keep tuning in. Yep. That's so smart. Yeah. And so, and you'd probably also get people to buy each song separately, and then they went and bought the album. Oh, I'm sure. Afterwards. Yep. So it's all like, they're fucking making money. So they released Begin Again, Red, I Knew You Were Trouble, and State of Grace. And I would like to point out that a lot of people fucking think that these songs on Red are about Harry Styles, but they were not seen together and for the first... They weren't seen together until one month after the release of Red. So I know that, like... Every the, time she was at an award show, show, it was, it was after months Harry. later, and it was after they had broken up. So it's like they had been in the media, they had broken up and whatever, and these songs seemed to kind of fit him. And she might have made music videos from that time, so it might have made it seem like these songs were written about him, but even if... They were written before. They were they written before happened. him. Yeah. yeah. So, like, this album, not about him, but next album... We'll get there. Oh, hell yeah. Anyways, she was in full-on fucking stardom at this point, but she was also kind of being bullied by the country community um, because they were like, you're not country enough, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't even remember. I don't know what exactly they were saying. And there is quite a bit of red that does feel country. Mm Mm-hmm. But but I do remember, this is one thing I do remember, was her kind of being bullied out of... Oh, yeah. Because my parents really only listen to country music around us. Mm-hmm. That's what I grew up listening to. Um, and I kind of rejected it for a long time. But anyways, they... I don't even think <laughs> really hear that like burp. had one of those weird burps <laughs> where it's, it's like, in like the back of your throat. It's like a growl. Ew. Um, anyways, I remember just like seeing CMAs or like the country music channel was on at that time or like I would hear on the radio, whatever. And I just feel like I remember her kind of being bullied out of the country um, community and I feel like her mindset was kind of like, why can't I make whatever the fuck music I want to make? Yeah, it do- it also, like, doesn't make any sense. Like, why do you have to, um, like, abide by a certain genre? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just, just kind of like, who fucking cares? Just make the music you want to make. And also, you're probably going to slay at it. Like, yeah, I'm just like, this don't have- shit on her for being successful. Well, like, literally. Well, and it's the same thing. Like, if Post Malone wanted to drop a country album tomorrow. I'd eat that shit up. I would say, holy fucking shit, yeah. Yeah. This needs to be more of a thing. I wonder if, like, genre bending is more popular now. I think so. Like, 
in the 2010s, I, I wonder if it was just like, no, you're a rapper, you are a rapper. But you know yeah. what I mean? I also think the country folk are really weird. So they, you know, I'm trying they not don't to like be change. offensive. They, they don't, don't like, like change. change. And they think they, you're forcing, if you are not exactly like them, they think you're forcing it on them and they need to fucking cool it off. Like, you're not that special. You're not that important. Just have fun. It's also, like, not about you. Like, she's literally yeah. a pop star, so shut up. Yeah, she's way more successful than all you motherfuckers are ever gonna be, so damn, who's winning here? I don't know. Yep. Anyways. Anyways, moving on to October 2014, 1989 is released. And let me just say, this is my favorite album. So, um, my second favorite's Folklore, though. Actually, it could be, it could be switched. It depends on the time of the year. Yeah. Anyways, I love 1989. At this point, she has fully moved on from country pop to pop like she was kind of doing a little bit of a mix of both Mm -mm, there's no country on this one yep um this is another little quote from wikipedia supported by three u.s number one singles shake it off blank space and bad blood from 1989 spent 11 weeks atop the billboard 200 chart and was certified nine times platinum by the recording industry association of america it has sold over 10 million copies worldwide and was certified multi-platinum in many countries, which is fucking wild. Yeah. Um, I do think this is, like, her biggest album. Like, oh, I think it, I don't, yeah, overall, it is her, like, most successful. It's, for me, personally, I kind of dropped off after Red, not for any particular reason, I guess. I. So I you also really didn't want her to be a pop star? No, I just, like, <laughs> don't, I think I had just kind of moved on. It's also 2014. Bit. That's like our eighth grade year when people are like, yeah. oh, you listen to Taylor Swift. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things where there I was, was a like, moment where it was okay. like, you were kind of weird if you did, but yeah, also everyone was, con- was, everyone was. Yeah. It's so weird. And so it was just like looking back on one of those things. It was just one of those moments where it's like, you can't be a fucking girl and like anything without getting shit on. No, and for it's sure. so like you, it's just so weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But every single time I hear a song off of 1989, I'm like, I don't know why the fuck I know every single word of this, because have I ever listened to the full album all the way through? Like, I will put Folklore on and listen to it. I'll put Red mm-hmm. on, listen to it. Speak Now, listen to it. Evermore, listen to it. I don't think I've ever done that with 1989, and I know, like, every, every song. fucking song. Well, half of the album were just singles. Number ones. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I don't know. It was... Overall, like I said, her most successful. Yeah. I think still to this day. I think Midnight's was pretty successful, but, you know, whatever. Also, Reputation Loki was, too. But yeah. anyways. um, So, it was Grammy-nominated in 2016 and won Album of the Year and Best... Or, for Best... Whoa. Did pop it win folk. Album of the Year and Best Pop Folk Album? Yes. Period. Um, And it was at this point when she kind of put her foot down and stopped talking to the press about her personal relationships um, because it was never about her for her work. Um, they were it was always, always like, oh, you and Harry Styles, you and yeah. John Mayer, you and, blah, 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 you and Tom Hiddleston, you and blah, blah. Shut Who up. gives a fuck? It's also just no like, one. this is her, like... Like, they're not on stage singing with her. They are not in these music videos with her. Yeah. They're not fucking doing any of it. So why are you asking questions about them? It's so stupid. Yeah. Um, anyways, but yeah, at this point, she's still, like, writing songs about, like, men and relationships with them. Mm. But it's, like, when you're writing music, relationships is a very relatable thing for yeah. everyone. So yeah. why the fuck would you not write about it? Yeah. Um, anyways... This was also the first album she works with Jack Antonoff on, 
and he has since worked with her on every single album, I believe. Um, and he's, like, kind of, like, a pop girly, like... A little secret wizard. A little bit. Yeah, he works with Lana Del Rey. He works with Olivia Rodrigo. He works. He's now working with Megan Morris. I one hundred percent. Marin Morris. Morris. I was like Megan is not the name, but um, anyways, I fully would have thought he was a gay guy if I didn't see him get married to that one bitch from. Is it the maid? Yeah. Period. She's also nepo baby. Yeah, her mom was in the maid too. I was like, oh my god. Mm -hmm. Icons, I guess. Yeah, so Her anyways, dad is famous too, he I just, just don't know who he is. Yeah, he just recently got married, and Taylor and Lana Del Rey were at his wedding, and afterwards, Lana Del Rey was just outside, um, just, like, l- trying to find a vape, <laughs> because she lost hers. Real. And I'm like, okay, Slay. Anyways, so, 1989 had some pretty fucking iconic songs, if you didn't realize, and also some iconic music videos. Um, Shake It Off is her most streamed music video on YouTube. With 3.3 billion views. Mm -hmm. Blank Space is right behind it with 3.2. And Bad Blood has 1.4, I believe. Um, All billions, which is fucking wild. Um, And we also wanted to just highlight that we watched the style music video. And there's a little flash with her holding this paper airplane necklace. And you know who's got that? Harry Styles and also Eliana Ortega. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not the same one. I was gifted it. For Christmas, and my aunt was like, I'm not normally, like, a merch person. Like, it's fucking stupid. I don't care. Like, One it's Direction. It's cute, though. Dumb. Yeah. But she's like, I saw that, and I was like, that's pretty fire. And if so, anyone I got who, like, you. literally knows, like, anything about One Direction, it was like, he was wearing that shit all the fucking time. And he got mm-hmm. a tattooed on him, no? Or no? I don't know. I don't think I'd get I a tattooed know. on me. Real. <laughs> if I was going to get a Harry Styles tattoo, that's what I would get. The paper airplane? Yeah. Slay. If I'm making the most real I've ever been. But. I think I do, people, some people just do, like, the line, and they're like, it's a fine line. And I'm like, actually, shut up. I'm, like, so real, funny. Real, though. Um, um, I was thinking that, because I don't want people to really be able to tell. I know. What it is. You know what Me I mean? Me too. I'm that's... not getting fucking TPWK on my arm. Absolutely not. Sorry, no hate to Brittany Broski, but... Yeah, if you want to do that, no hate. I just, like, that's... I Even just merch in general, like, I'm not... If you can tell who the artist is, it's not my favorite. Not to say that I don't have merch that just says fucking Luke Combs on it or, like... Whatever, yeah. You know, whatever, but... I, I do I like it, it to when be a little least, more subtle. Yeah, when the front, at least, like, looks just kind of yeah, like a the back can, the back can be, like, whatever, but I think just when people are speaking to me, I don't want people to... Unless you're, like, in the know. Like, the Harry Styles shirt, the, the bunny one, like, unless you're a Harry fan... It's not, like, super... It kind of just yeah. looks like graphic tee. Yeah, so I feel like unless you're a Harry fan, you're not, like, super... Whatever. Yeah, I do have one that's, like, love, on, tour, blah, 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 and it has, like, all the fucking... But I'm also, like, okay, we went to Harryween, I have to buy this and wear it, so, you know, whatever. But anyways, we just wanted to highlight the little flash of a paper airplane necklace. Yeah, that should made my jaw drop. Ellie was like, oh my god, and I was like, did you not know about this? This is fucking wild. And it was in style, so, like, duh. So, I have this core memory, and it was from about, probably, like, within the last... Two years. Well, definitely. I don't even know. When did the Red 10 Minute out one come out? A year ago? Oh, year and a half ago? 
yeah, a year and a half ago. It came out in fall of 2021. One, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, since then, probably like six, seven months after, I don't even know. I was home visiting my family. I don't know if it was for a holiday or like a weekend or something, but a couple of people were at my house and my uncle was there. And for whatever reason, he, I don't know, they were probably watching football or some stupid man sport. And after the game, at that point, people are a little tipsy, a little drunk, whatever. Somehow, my uncle acquired, like, the fuck, like, we were playing it on our TV. I don't know if he was screencasting or what, but all he was doing was playing Taylor Swift. And he was, <laughs> My he, dad does that he sometimes. Knew, like, every word, and he was, like, sitting there doing his little, like, wiggle dance that he does. Period. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, are you a Swifty? And he's like, low-key, I am. I sometimes, like, the okay. like, middle-aged men are like... Okay, but on, like... He was vibing, Mm -hmm. and I was like, actually, you're real for that. Like, you're... I don't even know. It's just, like, a core memory I have. I don't know. He was fucking with it. My dad has, like, three songs... Three Taylor Swift songs on his Eric's Party Mix. (laughs) I'm like, okay. Real. Um, it's so funny. But anyways, move on. You just name-dropped. Oh, sorry. Not to tell you guys my dad's name. (laughs) But also, it's not, so... You can't find any legal documents with that Real. bitch. Anyways, am I doing reputation or... Yeah, that's the next one. Oh, I want to do lover, though. Okay, I'll do reputation. Or do you want to do lover? No, I'll do reputation. Okay. Because I also kind of fuck with reputation. I, I yeah. love... Getaway Car is maybe one of my favorite songs. Maybe ever. Um, <laughs> I will say, the more... Like, I'm not a huge reputation person. I do think I need to, like, give it more of a chance than I have given it's it. It's so Just because good. I think it is such a fucking... The more I'm researching about it, it's such a turning point for her. And, oh, yeah. Like, you can't just help but... You can't help but respect the hell out of it. I don't even know. Getaway Car is so fucking good. I will Getaway say. Getaway Car Endgame is also so good. My Spotify, anytime an album ends, it doesn't matter who it is, Getaway Car and Cruel Summer are on the fucking mix after. And I'm like, okay, so I know I listen to this shit a lot. This is why we can't have nice things is also so good. Because it's like, you know what? Um, I did everything right for you, and you still treated me like shit. And this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, real. Um, and I'm like, okay, period. I'm trying to, like, let me, let me see the list. Go up to the, oh, gorgeous. I'm sorry, guys. Gorgeous. Getaway car. King of my heart. Dancing with her hands tied. Dress. All those are fucking bangers. So, Wait, oh, okay, here's the thing. So, I have no idea what Endgame is. I think I've heard, uh, Endgame I did something bad. Endgame has future on it. And Ed Sheeran, that's yeah. crazy. Ready for it? I've heard. I don't really care. Um, you say I don't, don't blame me. Bad. Don't blame me. I will say is really good, but it traumatizes me a little bit because they used to play it in the cycle classes that I used to take, and it's like oh. end of workout. Like they're like putting on the weight on it. So every time I hear it, I'm like I'm a little bit traumatized because I'm just yeah. in a workout state of mind. Um, Delicate is pretty good. Um, I've only heard it because it was in summer and turned pretty. Uh, look what you made me do. Kind of annoys me. Which, um, Delicate being Jenny Han's, like, favorite Taylor Swift song. Kind of like, crazy. Okay, period. Um, so it goes. I have no idea. Gorgeous. Kind of annoys me. Getaway Car. Uh, fire as fuck. Okay. Like, I'm just like, the tune of it, I'm kind of like, okay. Not my fave. Uh, King of My Heart. Never heard. Dancing with My Hands Tied. I think I've heard it. I don't really know. Dress is kind of, I'm like, okay, Fifty Shades of Grey. No, dress is so good. Um, this is why we can't have nice things. Also, one of those, I'm like, you're a little too poppy for me. New Year's Day, I don't know. Call it what you want, I don't know. Okay, well, you need to listen out. Also, Gorgeous, I love, I think I love Gorgeous, though, because I'm like, are you talking about a woman? 
Because there's no way you're talking about a man like this. Yeah, valid. And I think that's why I love it. Um, And then King of My Heart is so good. But anyways, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Um, Reputation is released in November of 2017, which is also a little bit different because she's usually releasing stuff in October. But November it is. Um, this was written in self-seclusion because, Ellie said, the hoes in the media couldn't stop talking shit, which is so real. People did not know she was making an album. She, I don't think she had a lot of, like, partners on this album. Um, but it's also a little bit crazy because she still doesn't even own the rights to this one. Yeah, it makes me And this one is very much like, don't talk shit. I, I am is... who I am, and I'm, you know what, this is even a new era for so me. So what is, what does she have left? She's about to release 1989, not too far from now. She needs to do debut, and she needs to do reputation. Yes. I cannot tell if it makes more sense to me that she does debut last, just because, maybe she doesn't care about debut, but probably does. What if she never re-releases it? <laughs> I was She's just like, like, fuck debut. I'm like, kind of period. But I can see reputation being the last one, just because, She's again, like, like yeah. I said, like, it is a fucking turning point for her, mm-hmm. and she was able to be like, I'm setting boundaries, you guys need to fucking respect me, take me seriously, I'm, whatever, I'm the bad, yeah. I'm the baddest bitch out here, and you need to I take also, me seriously. I wonder so, if for Reputation too, if she's gonna kind of be the same way, of where she's like, I'm not gonna, like, talk about this at all, and I'm just gonna fucking drop, drop it. it. Maybe. You know? Like, I don't know. Something because, that she can do. Um, for this album, like, unlike anything she's done before, she had no press interviews to promote the album. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, period. Nin- the 1989 tour was wild. It was huge. Yeah. So, like, she's a huge name. She's all over the world. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, she doesn't need to do any press. Um, and yeah. this actually generated a lot of attention on the internet. So, the marketing was done for her afterwards anyways. Yeah. So, the lack of press generated yeah, press. Yeah, the lack of press was when people being like, oh my god, Taylor Swift album, which is exactly yeah. what happened with fucking Folklore. But, um, anyways, we'll get to that. Um, it's very much fuck you bitches, I'm back vibes, and she had two international top ten singles, which were Look What You Made Me Do and Ready For It, and we yeah. did just watch, the we, we watched a bunch of music videos, and Look What You Made Me Do is kind of so good. Yeah, like, it's pretty, say- it's pretty cheesy and campy, but it's yeah. like... Okay, period. She's back. You know what I mean? It was the perfect way to, like, introduce to do us what to whatever that doing. era was. Yeah. yeah. To and enter a new era was so good. Yeah. It was really good. And with this album, there was a big shift in her vibe and her presence in the public. We kind of mentioned, like, before with her first album, she was very much like, I need to meet people. I need people to think that I'm, like, friends with them so that they will buy my album so that I will be successful, whatever. This was more of her, like, don't fuck with me. I know who I am. And, yeah. like, I know that I'm good at what I do. Um, in this era, she's using her music against the media. A lot of it, she's, like, talking shit. And mm. that's a big fat slay for her. Um, and it seems like there was, it was a little bit more performative than the other ones, mm-hmm. and it was, like, intense pop star. Like, it was, like, yeah, she I'm is, putting on a show for yeah. you, and, like, I know what I'm doing. So, yeah, fucking period. Which I think that makes total sense. Like, she kind of, at that point, cut people off from her personal life, so it makes yep. total sense that what she's doing, when, what you do see of her is so big and kind of distracting, and it's... I don't know how to put this into words that's making sense in my brain. It's also, so there was a lot of 
before this, so she did a lot of stuff, like, before 1989, it was like, I'm writing about these boys, and I'm all my love life, like, issues, blah, 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 blah. And then 1989 came, and she's like, I'm a pop star girl, I have this big group of girlfriends, and we're all so awesome, and we're all so successful, and we're all so hot, whatever. And then there's a bunch of issues with them, too. And so, in Reputation, she's like, kind of fuck you all. Mm -hmm. I'm here, I'm back, and I'm still doing better than every one of you, and you know what, real. So, I think it's like, it was definitely like, also a point where she was like, I can't really trust not only like, the people in Hollywood, but also the people like, that are supposed to be my fans. Mm -hmm. So, kind of real. Agree. And I think, um... What I was trying to say, it was like, she's so intensely pop star that you can't help but focus on what she, the work she's doing herself over, like, her relationships. Oh, yeah. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's just like, I don't know. Whatever. That's just kind of how I see it. But but looking back, from what I know about it, obviously I do not remember this. I wasn't paying attention to her at this time because I had bigger fish to fry, I guess. Um, it was also 2017, which is the yeah. middle of our high school. Yeah, I was 16. So. I was probably crying over some stupid fucking volleyball game or something. I don't know. Yeah, real. But, anywho, lover is Ellie's face. Next. This one is, okay, it's, at this point, I think folklore is my number one, but yeah. I, like, love lover. When I was getting back into it, I was like, this is fucking good. I, I think know. I'm the same way. It's like... It's folklore, and then it's 1989. Yeah, I don't know. And not to say that I don't, again, like, Red and Speak Now are just so, like, nostalgic that they're fucking good. It's mm-hmm. the same thing as, like, is High School Musical objectively the best, or High School Musical 2 objectively the best movie? No, but the music is the best. So, therefore, it's yeah. the best. You know what I mean? Yeah, real. Or, like, the aesthetic. I don't know how to explain it. It's just, like, very nostalgic in a way. Um, but anyways, that came out in August 2019, and this was right after we graduated high school. Mm-hmm. We're about to go to college. Oh. Yeah. And, again, I was not paying attention to her, so I didn't know shit about it. I think I knew Cruel Summer, because who didn't? Yeah, but, who like, didn't know Cruel Summer? But, um, anyways, it was her first album released uh, as she's departed from Big Machine Records. Yeah! Um, thank fucking God. And now she's releasing through Republic Records, or at least for this album she was. I don't know what that shit is now. But... She said it's a love letter to love. And I'm like, oh my god, period. And this was like, I remember my parents watching it, but I didn't really care because I was like, I don't fucking care about Taylor Swift. Um, I remember all of the documentaries were watched on my living room TV, but I don't remember much about it. Your parents Um, watched Miss Americana? Yeah. Actually, Slay. Yeah. And I was like, okay, word. And so this, I do remember watching parts of it where she, it was very much like, she is having this fucking crisis because she's like, I have so much influence and so much power and I haven't been able to speak out about anything. I've been told yeah. it's better to keep your mouth shut. It's better to keep your, keep quiet. You're just yeah. a girl. And like, now no one people are trying to make money off of my shit. Yeah. And she's like, fuck no. Like, I'm going to do this myself. But this is also just like, in not even about her music necessarily, but just her influence in society and political power and what's mm-hmm. happening in the world because the next election is coming up. It was also, point, right? I will say, it was a very scary time. Yeah. I, yeah. Just, 
in general. Like, yeah. it was a little bit scary. And so, again, this is pre-COVID, and so um, her singles off of this album were Me, You Need to Calm Down, Lover, and Cruel Summer, which you need to calm down. I would have thought that, just based on the sound, I would have thought it was on Reputation. Yeah, there's a lot but, of songs like that, though. Like, The Man, I feel like, could be on Reputation. Um, and then, like, Getaway Car, I feel like, could be on 1989. Like, there's a lot of songs yeah. where it's like, oh, this vibe actually sounds like something else. But it's also, like, I kind of like that because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, although this artist is changing and evolving and becoming better and doing their thing, whatever, they're still consistent in mm-hmm. a way and they're still them, which I, I don't know. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, I don't think you need to necessarily... Com- do a complete Please 180 shift. every yeah. single album, album or era or whatever. Um, I think it's okay to naturally kind of flow and grow and whatever. But I think it's also, like, it's fun, too. Like, you can yeah. relate it back, like, oh, this is 1989 vibes or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, you can you can like certain shit from other albums yes. because it sounds like something else that you like. Yeah. So, period. Good for her. So, essentially, just the, you know, Miss Americana or whatever was coming out, this era, she's getting more political and speaking out with it, which is super cool. For her, um, the, oh, the album charted top 10 on the Billboard Top 100 and was 2019's best-selling studio album, period. Slay. Which is fucking crazy because I'm just like, I do not remember anything I about remember it. Me I remember feel- Me was really big because people were yes. like, this is terrible. I do remember the... <laughs> people um, hated that shit. Yeah. And I agree because I have but a people- Taylor Swift playlist and every single fucking song of hers is on it except for that one. LOL. <laughs> because it's so yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, it's again it's just one of those that kind of annoys me. But Cruel yeah. Summer is like I it, it's one hundred percent gonna be the most number one played on my Spotify rap this year. If it's not, I will be shocked. Yeah, me too. I'll also be shocked um, since uh, we have very thin walls. Yes. I play so I don't know why. It just gets me fucking hyped. Um, it's just so, it's, it's so, so good. good, guys. Like, I don't know. I think I said it, like, three fucking times, probably every single week on the podcast for a good f- month. For a hot sec, yeah. For a hot sec. I was saying Cruel Summer was my favorite. Sorry, guys. But also, so was the rest of the fucking country. It re-entered the top 100 or top 10 or some, some shit. It was mm-hmm. back on the radio. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we're living in Taylor Swift's era. Like, she's... It's She's, her world. We're fucking living in it. Okay? Yeah, at this let's point. be real. Mm-hmm. Um, Lover was also. Did I say Lover was also a um, single? But Lover. also, that's the title of the album. Like, of course, it would be single. Yeah. Um, lovely song. I love. It's so fucking good. But it was nominated for best pop vocal album in 2019 at the Grammys. Uh, you need to calm down. Was nominated for song of the year at the Grammys. It the won. gays were all over that shit too. They were like, okay, yeah. period, Taylor, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, it did win favorite pop rock album at the American Music Awards, the AMAs, which um, is actually wild. I would not have said that was pop rock at all. Me either. And I'm like, okay, but I guess but, like there's some of them that kind of sound like it, but I'm also like, no, you know, yeah, whatever, whatever. But pop like. Is in there, I guess. Yeah. Whatevs. I don't know. And then the single one, the singles won four MTV Music Awards. Damn. Yeah. Oh, so every so. single one of them won an award? Apparently. Damn. That's crazy, actually. Allegedly, that's what Wikipedia said. Uh, folklore. Nice 
Yeah. That is, I think folklore is my fave. And I've, I was Me always too. saying, I was like, damn, you gotta listen to folklore, you gotta listen to folklore. And now I was like, wow, folklore's so good. And I'm like, yeah. So I don't know real. why I just like started listening to it one day. I really, I have no fucking clue. It's but so just, like, good. It's such it. fall vibes. And I'm so yeah. happy that like, I can listen to it and just like look outside and like, you know. Yeah, I like, literally. Like live my like twilight moment I, and you know. I, like, fucking love the album so much, I did my final on it. Like, I made a whole... You know how earlier I was talking about how there's a love triangle? Um, there's a love triangle between... Uh, these are all fictional characters, by the way. So... Taylor Swift made them up. Sorry, not to, like, fucking cut in where I think we're gonna kind of split folklore and evermore because they're kind of one in the same-ish yeah. vibe. Um, we're just gonna kind of go off it. But basically, I took a folklore class, I think spring term winter term sometime in the last year and i actually enjoyed it a lot more than i thought i would and so basically the whole time you took it i was like folklore yeah literally (laughs) and so folklore when before i took the class i would have thought folklore was like myths and kind of magical and Mm -hmm. stuff like, like fairies unicorns whatever stuff like that but it's not it's literally every fucking thing around you like us whatever like the lore of our house like we have stories we have culture like we work in a certain way like we there's dynamics and certain way we do there's history there's history and just whatever and so that is all lore and it's folklore it's you know folk is the people and lore is like the stories and whatnot it's really fucking cool actually um and sometimes i was like oh my god this is insane which is crazy because i feel like lore has become like a pretty popular term within the last yeah. year or so and i didn't realize that like lore was like actually like a real term it wasn't yeah. like a pop culture term you know yeah which is so funny to me yeah um but and anyways so i googled definition of folklore and it's the traditional beliefs customs and stories of a community passed through generations by word of mouth and i think none of the songs i mean i guess there's like she says folklore or whatever the <laughs> yeah. fuck in the in one of the songs but like None of the songs are titled folklore, and so I just think it's the fucking perfect word to describe the album. Like I don't know, yeah, it is. What else? What else she could have called it? Nothing. Like it's just literally that. And so it's so interesting to see because there's the story. The I need to look up the album list. I'm pulling it up right now. Sorry, we're literally fucking obsessed. Um, like, the lakes, oh my fucking god, so, <gasps> the last great American dynasty, like I said earlier, I need a whole fucking TV show on this, um, I then, love Exile, I do wish she would re-release a version without Bon Iver, but, you know, whatever, My Tears Ricochet, Oh, Mirrorball, fucking barf, mm-hmm. Seven, so good, August, August duh, the song Mad Woman, actually, holy shit, Illicit um, Affairs makes me want to fucking throw up every yeah, time I listen to it, I need to, it. I need to learn Epiphany and Hoax a little bit more, I don't quite know how, they, they're just like, there's something about them that they stand out in a negative way to me, not that they're not good, I think that they just don't, they're not as good, they're not that, I don't know how to explain it, there's just the other ones I feel like I can clearly see in my head, and I can see how they might connect in one place or another, and whatever, like, mm-hmm. Betty, and Invisible String, Illicit Affairs, like, August, and, um, Seven, and, like, the one, You're Cardigan. talking about Peace and Hoax? Oh, no, Epiphany and Hoax. Oh, I like Epiphany. I like Epiphany, too. I just think that there's something about it that, to me, is, like, a little bit separate from the rest of the album, mm. along with Hoax. And then Peace seems to me very much like a, like, literally, the first time I listened to it, I was like, yeah, real. Like, I was like, I cannot believe she's being this fucking vulnerable with us, and I don't even, whether she meant it from her own perspective or, or not, yeah. not, 
it's just so beautiful. This whole album is just so beautiful, guys. It's so, the it's lakes. so po- poetic. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, the lakes are so good. Like, I don't even know what else to say. Like, I can't say enough about and it. And the but... best part about this one is that it's not about her life at all. It's mm-hmm. her just telling stories about people. And yeah. it's just so beautiful. And then she also has the Long Pond Studios session, which yeah. you can watch on Disney+. And it's so yeah. good. Um, but... but anyways... Folklore came out July of 2020, and if you don't have a brain, um, then let me just remind you that was in the middle of fucking COVID. Um, so she had to, or not delete, cancel her lover tour because of COVID, which that was called the lover fest, if you wanted to know. Um, that had to be canceled because of COVID. And so COVID happens, lockdown happens, whatever. She records the album during COVID in her house and like across the country is Bon Iver also doing the same thing. Um, which you can watch that in the Long Pond Studio sessions. Um, she actually broke the record on Spotify for the biggest opening day by a female artist with this album. Um, and it is also her seventh number one album. Um, and this one is definitely more poetic than the rest. I think I would also label it as more folksy. Mm-hmm. Um, it also won album of the year at the Grammys mm-hmm. in 2021, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, the album took inspiration. Whatever the COVID was, year was. So, like we said, like, what the definition of folklore is, the album kind of took inspiration from movies and books that she read after, throughout her time during COVID. So, you know, traditions, belief, customs, and stories of communities. Um... And she kind of dropped the album just because what else was there to do? And this one also she did no press for. And she also literally just, like, posted on Instagram. And was like, hey, guys, here's this album. I know it's been a tough time for all of us. Yeah. And that's all she said. And and the world went fucking wild. I do remember hearing about this because here's the thing is I was living in my sorority with, like, fucking 25 people. And my friend Kirby was kind of about Taylor Swift. She's she's been a fan. She's a Swiftie, um, yeah, for sure. I kind of wanted to call her, but I forgot. Sorry, girl. Um, Shout out. Again, we... Never mind. I'm not going to continue that sentence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something. Actually, it pause. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. Um, let me just stay on track. And so... I remember, like, hearing about this, and I remember speaking to this girl, because, again, I was in a sorority... <laughs> during rush. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I remember little, speaking to this girl, <laughs> I, and she wasn't in my sorority. We were, I was like recruiting her or trying to, anyways. And she's like, "Oh, I'm a big Swifty," and I just kind of let her talk. And I was like, "This bitch talks about Taylor Swift like I talk about Harry Styles. Like, real, I fucking get it." And I was just like, "Oh my god, I love you so much." And I'm like, I don't know much about the album. Like, I used to be into Taylor Swift, whatever. I respect it. Like, I'm not shitting on it. I just don't know. And she's like, the song Betty, so fucking good. Like, this is the core memory I have. That is actually the first song that, like, I remember seeing fucking something about it. I can't remember what it was, but I was like, oh, okay. So I listened to it, and then I was like, this is the best fucking thing I've ever heard. And now it's my favorite album. Yeah, and so it, for the last... So I fucking took her advice, and I went to go listen to it, and I was like, yeah. And I liked it. It's been in my liked I've for since mm-hmm. pretty much the album came out. But the rest of the album I had not listened to, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because it's now one of my faves. But anyways, it, real like I'm just 
thinking back, this was fucking iconic. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that I had heard about it, I think that's why I'm kind of like, okay, lover, how iconic can it be? Like, I don't really remember much about it. Like, it was pretty quiet. I also, now that I'm talking to people who were keeping up with her throughout all of the albums, they're like, yeah, a lot of people hate lover because it's not, like, moody or, like, kind people, of bitchy yeah, or anything like Yeah, people didn't like it because... It is very soft and, like, lovely. Not that The Man or whatever, the, a couple other songs aren't, yeah. like, whatever. The Archer. But, oh, my God. Yeah. The Archer is so fucking good on Lover. Listen to it right now. But I think people were just, like, I want to hear you bitch about men sort of thing. Yeah. And they weren't used to necessarily hear her being, like, I'm in love with you and you're the love of my mm-hmm. life and I'm happy with you sort of thing. But... I, me, I was like, I'm eating this shit the fuck up. It's so good. Now, you know, once I started re-listening. So, mm-hmm. she's just like, guys, I, folklore and ever. I need to get into an Evermore phase because I know a couple songs. Like, Cowboy Like Me is really good. Anything I've heard is really good. I don't know many of the songs, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's real. Um, but I appreciate the album for what it is as of right now. I think I just need to... You know, know the songs. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, Evermore um, also came out in 2020. Literally, mm-hmm. she released it, like, Sister two, album. two weeks later or whatever. No, a couple months. Two months. No, July 2020 and December 2020. So, I think this so is false. I think she announced um, Folklore in July. She released it on August oh. 18th or whatever the fuck Spotify just said. And um, then she announced Evermore. Yeah, she released it on August 18th. 18th and then I think maybe a couple weeks later she announced announced. or started teasing Evermore. Gotcha. Is how the time is kind of what I'm putting together but I could be wrong. Um so Evermore I do remember people were like oh there's gonna be three albums like it was gonna be like a triple kind of they all went together and that never happened. Um it could still happen I don't know. Yeah. But Evermore was released the same year, and it is a sister album to Folklore, and it was nominated um, for Grammys, duh, at the 64th Grammys in also 2020, probably. Um, I don't know. They both kind of go together. Yeah. And again, like, I don't really, like I said, I don't know much about. Well, I think she did at the Grammys. I think she did a, like, not collage. No, what is it called? When you put montage, no two songs together, mashup. Yeah, she did like a mashup of um, three or four different songs from both of the albums. So yeah. I'm like, okay, period. It is the same vibes, kind of. Yeah, it is. They're both very folksy. They're both very. They're kind of slow and like deeper vibes and whatever. There's a couple, you know, poppy songs, mm-hmm. but you know, whatever. Um, yeah, Evermore. Not a whole lot to say about that one. Yeah, unfortunately. It's fine. I mean, I probably could have done a little more research. I just, like, didn't really care at this point. I um, think Willow is fucking fantastic, and so is Champagne Problems. I think Champagne, yeah, Problems, Champagne Problems is Problems. delicious. Gold, Gold Rush, so good. Dorothea, um, nobody, also good. Nobody, No Crime, oh my god. Coney Island's pretty good. Um, Ivy, Cowboy Like Me. I know Marjorie <gasps> is good. Right Where You Left Me, actually, is yeah. one of my favorite songs ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I know I've listened to Marjorie. And I like it. I just could. I can't. Yeah, again, you, I don't you had know to sing it, it. You don't know it. I, I don't know any of the words. Real. So. I I feel like I like that one too, though. Right where you left me. Is so I'm right where you left me. It kind of makes me want to throw up. It's one of those, you know. Yup. And people also think it's about Carly Claus. So I'm like, okay, I'm eating this shit up. Real. Whatever. 
Um, you want to do Midnight's? Sure. Um, I'm not a super big Midnight's girl. Not that I thought the album was bad or anything. I, I just think, think there's a couple that are kind of fire. Yeah, I think it was a pretty solid album for sure. Not the best. Again, I don't know. I think it's she's just, just done better, but. It's 100% just like giving millennial, which is totally yes. fine because that's who she is. And she like admits to it. Like yeah. she said, like at the fucking MTV Music Awards or whatever, she's like, oh my gosh, like I'm living my millennial dream. So I'm like, okay, mm. period. Like, she admits to it, but it is just, it feels so millennial. Yeah, I'm just like, girl. <laughs> I think it was just such, like, a fucking jump from Folklore and Evermore, which were her last two albums, and I was like, oh, okay, we're kind of backtracking in a way. Like, to we're going back, back to Poppy. Yeah, we're going back to what you normally do, which kind of makes sense, because not that these album these songs weren't, like, performed on tour, but I definitely think that Midnight's gives more of, like, performative, like... You can perform a mm-hmm. little better to them. Not that she's not performing to any song that she's, perform- sh- you know, singing at a live concert, if that makes sense. I just, yeah. you know, I don't know, whatever. Hopefully that makes sense. But Midnight's was released in October of 2022, and she announced it at the MTV Music Video Awards in 2022, which was kind of crazy. And she did describe it as, like, Sleepless Nights vibes, which, as, you know, I've listened to it, that makes sense, that adds up. Um, it does in fact have the most single day streams of an album in Spotify history, which actually that's period, fucking bitch, wild. Fucking period. And she also has the largest vinyl sales uh in one week of the twenty first century. And I totally forgot she did this, but you said it earlier. So her It makes total sense. Her albums or vinyls made a clock if you bought four the four of them. Yeah, or whatever. each one made a fourth of a clock. Yeah. And so you needed to buy four fucking albums to or to vinyls, make the whole to make the whole clock. And so these bitches are out here buying four of the same fucking album to make this clock. And I'm like, real actually. But it's also one of those. <laughs> if Harry Styles did the same thing, I would have ate it up, ate it the fuck like, up. You know what he's I mean? Just a stupid so... fucking man wouldn't ever think of it. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, exactly. So... I think he's also just very much more like low key. With yeah. His, like like. Taylor is kind of insane. In, yeah. in, like, the best way possible, but she is insane. She is, like, we were watching, like, her music videos, and, like, the Lover House being, like, she turned it into a bunch of eras, like, yeah. at the tour, um, Shake It Off, she was wearing, like, a snake necklace, like, yep. she's always, like, thinking ahead, like, fucking years in advance of, like, what she's yep. gonna do with, like, one tiny little thing, and I'm like, you're fucking insane, but good for you. If someone's gonna yeah. do it, it's gotta be you, she's I guess. She's a smart bitch, like, if we know one thing, so oh, that's, she's yeah. smart. Yeah. Um, anyways, it was the best-selling album of 2022. Which, and I will say, I, I know you it. were like, uh, like, it's not my fave, whatever. We say this probably at least once a day, Play Mastermind by Taylor Swift. <laughs> I do <laughs> say that! Anytime there's, like, a man in a show, or, like, even in real life, sometimes we, like, snoop, we watch outside our windows in our apartment, and we'll watch people go, I don't know, like, what well, it Anytime doesn't Anytime a man matter. does something that was obviously planned out by a woman. And he's fucking oblivious. He's so oblivious. I'm so like, stupid. hey, Alexa, play Mastermind by Taylor Swift. Do we have an Alexa? No. no. But we I say it no matter where we are. We'll be at TJ Maxx, we'll probably be in the say, car. I will say, I say at least once a day. Yeah. So, anyways. So, I think Mastermind was a fantastic song from this album. Listen, I'm not saying it wasn't an iconic album. It just, like, wasn't my favorite. And I 
feel like in the past, perhaps she's done better, but I she's just so at her, she's just at her fucking peak right now. Oh, I agree. And everyone, like, everyone fucking knows Taylor Swift. I don't even yeah. know. I don't I'm know if like, anyone is like, Minutes is my favorite album, because that's fucking weird. You know? Yeah, I, fe- I feel like... You're yeah, on your own, know. kid, actually makes me want to barf. Oh, yeah, that was <laughs> I'm, really like, looking one. at the list right no, now. No, but I'm I like, know, like, actually know all the songs. Um, Actually, I don't know Labyrinth that much. Labyrinth, I was just gonna say that's one of my I picks. don't really know Karma that much. Sweet Nothings. Karma? Like, karma is that... What does she say? Karma is the boyfriend. No, what does fucking oh, Ice wait, Face wait, wait, wait. say? She's like, Karma is that... Fucking what? does <laughs> she say? <laughs> <laughs> what does she I say? Actually do karma. This is the bad one with Ice Spice. Yes, yeah. she's like, karma is that girl. Like, <laughs> I'm like, shut We also, we also Bra. do like every time we see Ice Spice, we're like, facts. Or, like, some shit like that. <laughs> oh my god. She repeats what? It's like actually a horrible song to have like a featured rapper on. I think it was just. Mm, Literally, I don't, I don't know. I'm confused, but all she says I know some crazy is shit. that it's fucking wild, and it should have never happened. It would, but <laughs> also, I was literally saying it's so strange because I feel like when someone has a big fuck up like that, or like a a flop, I suppose people like it's like a big they thing usually on the get internet. Flamed for it, they and get Taylor was kind of flamed for it. Everybody but... was kind of just like, "Girl, come on!" We <laughs> <I know>. were <laughs> like, "All right, yeah, oh, I guess," sort of thing. So. Sweet Anyways. nothings, oh. yeah. Sweet nothings is good. Master, I, Mastermind is a really good closer for that. Um, I don't know Labyrinth, but I think every other song. Vigilante shit. Yeah, you're on your own, kid, and would have, could have, should have. Loki is that like I fuck with antihero, and like people hate on it, and I'm like sorry, just because it's number one hit. Yeah, it is really good. Um, there's a reason it's a fucking number one hit, but that's not the deluxe, is it? No, it's not. No. Because oh my gosh. could have, should have is on And also, looks. Snow on the Beach featuring Lana Del Rey, more Lana. That's the best song maybe ever. I was just literally like, I'm hella confused. Hella. Um, <laughs> <I'm> so, <laughs> every fucking time I say it, I'm like, girl. Um, is it? It's on the deluxe version. Oh my god, sorry. No, hold on. Know. No, it, I think it was actually just released separate. Oh, the Lana version? No, because oh, she, she released Lana, more Lana. <laughs> yes, I just remember hearing it, and I'm like, where's the Lana in the original? Like, yep. I'm a little fucking confused. Not that I listen, I, but again, I was like, maybe I'm just thinking this because I don't listen to Lana Del Rey. No, every other fucking person on the internet was like... Yeah, Snow on the Beach featuring more Lana Del Rey. <laughs> yeah, I was just <laughs> like, like I'm, hell, I'm so confused. I'm hella confused. But I'm that hella one confused. is way better. Because there's more Lana in it, as yep. there should be. Yep. Anyways, it this was a fucking crazy ass statistic, but it was so believable because I remember living it. It had ten. Ten. Top ten songs. Oh on yes! The Billboard I do remember this being on like fucking in Pop the Crave. Same fucking week. I remember yes, I vividly remember Pop Crave tweeting about it. Um and this is the most ever in history. Oh. So, um sorry to our friend Mason. Taylor Swift's actually fucking good, and you can fuck off. Um, yeah, I just asked Pop Crave. I just asked Pop Crave. So real. Can you tell we're getting more drunk? <laughs> I fucking hope so, because I am. Um, anyways, um, yeah, I remember when that happened too, and I were like, for the first time ever, one artist holds every single top yeah. ten in the top ten hits. It was literally fucking insane. I just remember hear- seeing it on Pop Crave, and I was like, there's no way this is real. <laughs> no, literally, that was fucking wild. Um, 
So anyways, now that we've made it through all the eras, outside of music, Taylor Swift has appeared in a couple of different little um, TV shows and movies. She was in Miss Americana, duh, that was her documentary, um, City of Lover, Folklore Long Pond Studios, which we highly recommend, um, and then she was also in CSI, SNL, a couple times, New Girl, um, and then she was in Valentine's Day with her boo, Taylor Lautner, at the time. Yeah. And they fucking killed that shit. They, they were so good in that They movie. really did. For what, like, what the roles were, they both She really was went so well. good in that. Um, she was giving very much, like, Karen... Ditsy, like, yeah, fucking... What is fucking, what's her name, Karen... Oh, Karen Smith or something yes, like that? Yes, Karen in, Smith. In Mean Girls, yeah. She was giving very much, like, Karen Smith. Like, she's like, oh my god, look at my boyfriend do a backflip, this is so amazing. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, she was also in the Lorax. She's giving the football players in bottoms. Real. I said Actually, it. yeah, same vibes. Um, so she was in the Lorax. She was Zac Efron's love interest. Um, yeah. and then she was As also. an animated character. Yeah. She was also ginger. She slayed it. Um, and then she was in Hannah Montana the movie. Just briefly. But she was in it for sure. Yep. So, she's been in a couple other things. I do kind of wish she played a little more with acting, because in yeah. Valentine's Day, she was fucking funny. Yeah, she was. Um, so, I don't know why she didn't do more, I think we also period, just don't, like, give her enough credit. Like, she, her music, I don't know if we actually said this out loud, but it was on the document. Um, she, like, fucking flames the, I don't know, um, on the document, LMAO. Um, where is it? Where is it? Where the fuck is it? Oh, she uses her music against the media. Yeah. She's a funny fucking bitch, actually. She did that a lot. I mean, like, the man, duh, obviously. But, like, there's a lot of stuff in Reputation where she's kind of just like, actually, fuck you. Like, I know what I'm doing. Um, so... Sorry, this is jiggling. I'm drinking. You're almost done. Yeah, Allie needs to hurry up. Um, but anyways, um, so let's move on to re-recording her albums, which I don't think anyone else in the music industry is doing this, and I think that's why her Eros tour also is kind of huge right now, because yeah. she's also re-releasing music, so people are re-listening to her songs. She is, I think that's, again, like you said, you're, she's re-releasing e- music, so she is fucking pumping out the content. And yeah. I will say it's probably way easier to just Like, Swifties are getting them. fed. Yeah, I, it's insane. So, anything before, anything with Big Machine records she's recording which is anything before lover so lover folklore evermore and midnights Midnight. are, don't need to be re-recorded but everything before that does so she can get her own rights to well it. yeah she can get the money to those songs and she can get the rights to the that fucking music because why the fuck this is what i've never understood is why do artists not own their music why are the record labels owning the music it's fucked up yeah. It's insane. These artists, if they're the ones right, I understand if they are not writing it, that someone's got to own it. That's why. But I okay, think if you're I, writing, recording, producing your own fucking, have a hand in all of it, mm-hmm. why does the artist not have, why does Taylor Swift not have That's why the most credit? I do want to say, like, fucking trigger warning, but that is why Kanye West was really scary in the beginning of his <laughs> career, yeah. because he was writing producing and rapping mm-hmm. all in one and people were like oh fuck you're really good yeah and he was doing all of it and he was owning all of it mm-hmm. and that's why like at the beginning of his career people were like oh shit like this guy's fucking serious yeah and so like i don't i'm on the same page as you i don't understand why they don't own their songs especially her when she's the one fucking writing it like yeah. i don't understand that at all 
But anyways, like, people have rights over her songs. So she's mm. re-recording them. Taylor had um, been trying to buy the rights to her music for years, and Big Machine wouldn't let her. And mm. Big Machine uh, was sold, and it was sold to Scooter Braun. <laughs> Um, get out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I did I did put barf on <laughs> so I in guess. parentheses, so it makes sense, but anyways. Um, so there is, um, as you can tell by our fucking gags, there is a bit of beef between Taylor Swift and Scooter Braun, and I, I'm gonna say a bit, but there's, there's a lot. And there's a lot between a lot of other celebrities, too, um, which yeah. we've come to see in recent times. But in 2017, Famous by Kanye West, which that's why I gave a trigger warning, um, came out. And in the music video, he used a naked replica of Taylor. And we just recently watched this music video, and it's fucking weird. It's it so was like, strange. It, yeah. It I was like, understand. it made me feel yucky. Yeah. It was so weird. It was basically just the camera going back and forth over Kanye and like a bunch, a of, bunch of other like of celebrity, other celebrity naked, Like Donald Trump was one of them. Yeah, Donald Rihanna Trump. was one of them. Kim, Kim K. K. It was Taylor Swift and Kim K on either side of him, and it was fucking gross. And it was actually Kanye. And there was also, what's her name? Uh, not Black China. Oh, no, 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 um, no. Amber Rose. Yeah, Amber Rose. I don't know why I wanted to say Black China. I no, like, I get I, it. I, um, see. I see what you mean. But, yeah, Amber Rose was there, too. And it was just, like, it was weird. And they were, like, zooming in on nipples. I don't know. Anyways, it yeah, was, it was super fucking weird. And so they, I'm like, literally, what? Yeah. Also, in this time, they had recorded and edited a phone call of, or recorded, yeah, and edited a phone call of Taylor Swift giving consent, um, which is in quotation marks, for the idea of, one, not only, like, the music video. I remember seeing, like, there's, like, a clip talk, TikTok clip yeah. that I've seen about it, and she's like, oh, yeah, it works for me, or fucking something like that. Um, for this idea. And Scooter Braun also helped orchestrate this and therefore had a hand in the mess that Connie had created. Mm-hmm. Um, so Taylor, she said, fuck y'all. And she's re-recording all of her albums because she's like, fuck Scooter Braun, fuck whatever he wants to do with my money and my yeah. shit. Like, I'm taking all this back and you know what? She's doing a really good job with it so far. Yeah. Because, like... I'm just like, she wouldn't have whatever the fuck she's having right now, whatever this resurgence era, this, like, iconic-ass fucking time. Like, I don't care who you are. You have to admit, whatever the fuck is going on right now is gonna go down in history. Like, it's... Like, I don't even know what to say about it. Yeah. Well, and I think it's also, like, she's being... She's so successful with this that other people are copying it. Yeah. Like, Demi Lovato has just released a new album of a lot of her songs, but they're, like, rock versions of them. And yeah. they're just... And I think she she does sound... Or they sound really good with, like, that I vibe. Switched, I thought they switched back to she. She, they, I think. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. But whatever. Um. Anyways, Demi has, like, re-released um, fucking, like, Heart Attack and, like... Just like a, a rock version. Yeah, yeah. just rock versions. And so, it's also, like, the same vibes. Like, it's re- it's just re-recorded. You don't have to do any of the writing. Mm-hmm. You already know exactly, like, the vibe you're going for, whatever. And other people are doing it, too, because yeah. it's working so well for Taylor. But Taylor still has three more albums to do. Yeah. Not counting the one she's about to... No. No, counting the one she's about to release. Anyways. Um, but... Unfortunately, she didn't own her original records. But she does yeah. own the re-recordings, um, so all except self-titled and reputation, which we mentioned before, 
um, need to be re-recorded and released. And 1989 is coming. Is coming. Yes, she just, like, two days ago, I think, released a lot of... Okay, so this also, this is also a big fat PR, like, powerhouse move um, with the... So, everybody already knows, obviously, what's on 1989, Mm -hmm. but she's also re-releasing From the Vault tracks, which I think is very smart. She's been doing that with every album that she's re-released. Here's the thing, though, is the only one that really popped the fuck off with the Vault songs is Red. If I'm being so real. Not that the other ones weren't, like, fine, but, like, Speak Um, Now is Vault songs. Mr. Perfectly Fine was a Vault track. No fucking way. Yeah. That one was good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I fully thought that was wait, regular. Wait, 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 let me, let me fucking fact check that really quick. Um, no, you might be right. You're probably right. But, um, but, uh, I agree. I do think the vault tracks for Red were way, way better. better than Speak But now. I think that Red, there was just so much fucking tea going on at that point because yeah. there was Jake Gyllenhaal, like, all this shit. Whatever the fuck was going on, like, was, I think maybe a little bit more, oh. So Mr. Perfectly Fine was tea. from the vault. But what other, other than that, though? Yeah, I don't know any of these. Baron yeah. Morris. Damn. Other than that. Actually, that's know. when featuring Keith Urban is really good. You should give it a listen. I think I've heard it. Yeah, that one's pretty good. I don't remember what it sounds like off the top of my head, but I think I've heard it. But I totally, no, like, I know exactly what you mean. Like, for the red vault tracks were really good. Yeah. And I think the 1989 ones are going to be good. Yeah. I actually do think they're going to be good. I, like, fucking need Harry Styles to be featured on a song. But I don't care if he's just, like, playing guitar or something in the background. I just, like, I fucking need it. And I feel like they are, they interacted at the Grammys. Uh, yeah, they're the just, year like, was. they're both just, like, so sweet. Yeah, <laughs> oh I, think that I think that they are at a place where they, like, could civilly, like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, it'd be fucking funny. You know what I yep, mean? Yep. I don't know, but Harry also just, like, is, I I don't know. It's, like, he's never done him. a duet before. He hasn't, he doesn't ever have featured people on his albums. Like, he works with people, but he doesn't, like, feature them on his songs, and I just, he hasn't been featured on anyone else's album. Well, he's written songs with people, but. He's written songs, and he's written songs for people, people but, but he has never been a feature, and he never no, has had a feature. No, and I think, I, but I think it would be such a fucking great career move for him. And I think he would be so good, they'd be so good at, like, harmonizing, because, duh, yeah. he was in a fucking band. Like, yeah. he was in a boy band for five years, like, he knows how to sing with people. Yeah. So I think it would be so good. But I also, like, I, I did know, see everyone on Twitter was like, we beat the Harry Styles on uh, featured on style allegations thank fucking god like people were like thank god this didn't happen because like that would be embarrassing for us and i'm like why, why? like this would be awesome i think actually i think for his career for what she's doing right now and where she's at i yes. think he should be immediately being like exactly and not that. that like love on tour was really successful too but not as successful not like as Taylor this. Swift. no it's not this <laughs> no Mm-mm, not at all and i also do think this might be a hot take um i don't think the eras tour outfits would be what they are without love on tour I agree. I think Harry Styles was, he was I think one he of the ones who were kind like, of quick. fan interactions. Yeah, fan interactions and how people, like, kind of, like, concert culture. Mm-hmm. I think he definitely changed it, and I definitely agree that the, what concerts are now and the dressing up, it's, it's like the roaring. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Ellie, just turn the mic off. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is like the roaring 20s, basically. You know how back then it's like people were fucking showing up, showing out, going out to dance, going out to party, like, living their fucking best life. Yep. Literally, Harry, I think Harry was just so quick to jump back into touring and everything like that. He was one of the first people to tour, I think. Um, yeah, big so people, I think for sure. 
it was just one of those things where it's like, okay, I want to dress up like Harry's so fun. Like, it's okay to wear a costume or like kind of, you know, look super fun and good. Like, we've been stuck in the house for two years. Like, you know what I mean? I think yeah. that that's where it kind of started from. And now people are just going with it. Because yeah. why not? And you don't have to do that. If you want to show up to a concert in a t-shirt in and t-shirt, jeans, yeah. that's totally okay. I get it. It's, it's hot. Just, it's 100% not the vibe anymore. Yeah. It's not the norm. No. Which, and I'm kind of like, okay, period. Because I think also after COVID, like, people needed a reason to just, like, have fucking yes, fun. Yes, yes. And, and that's okay. Good. I think it's totally fine. Yes, and I feel like my parents, I don't, I don't fucking know. I feel like I was talking to some adult and they're like, I just don't get it. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't get it? We live the same fucking pandemic. Well, and like, it's why also wouldn't like, you want to do something You go like every that? day living mundane and, like, looking mundane. Why would you not want to, like, dress up dress and up? feel like the best version of yourself sometimes? Yeah, I don't, I, I completely agree. But anyways, I was going to say this earlier. With this, um, re-release, she's definitely done the most PR. Yes. 100%. I think, actually, mm, I don't red, know. red was pretty yeah. fucking huge. The 10-minute version of... Um, all too well Insane. was crazy and um like it being fucking actually 10 minutes of her singing is wild um unlike every other one instead of just releasing the track list she was like hey like i'm gonna give you like a little sneak peek um if you if you search up my name on google it's gonna pop up with this little quiz that you have to figure out and then if a, a million people figure out this quiz it'll release, like, one fucking track. Or whatever. I can't remember what the exact numbers are or whatever. But it was millions and millions and millions of people had to Google Taylor Swift. So now, Taylor Swift is the most Googled famous person ever. Or, I guess, person ever. Um, besides, or, like, so she surpassed Messi and Christian Ronaldo in one day. Question? Hey, Alexa, play Mastermind by Taylor Swift. Yeah, for real. <laughs> exactly. She's so fucking smart and her PR, like, team is so good at what they do like i don't know who her team is but you were doing such a good job yeah um not that anyone is gonna ever hear this <laughs> because we have like yeah, 30 literally. listeners but maybe this will be our big break guys who knows maybe we'll go viral yes like stream and subscribe um but anyways comment yes um i do i did just want to like point out like that was a really really smart move because now taylor swift is the most googled person ever and fucking period good for her um we're back. Anyways, okay. So, sorry, we just had to take a little quick pee break. Yeah. Um, but we did, we've obviously been mentioning this throughout the pod, but the Eras Tour has been actually fucking wild. Mm. Um, it's one of the, I mean, I would say Love on Tour has been really big. Renaissance is also fucking yeah. ginormous. Um, Eras Tour, whatever. But it's also, it's just like kind of one of the bigger tours yeah. post-COVID. Yep. Um, and this girl is fucking stimulating the economy with this shit. Uh, according to Time, the tour has projected to generate $5.5 billion in the U.S. alone. And, um... Can I say this part? Yeah. Please. So, to use that as a fucking event comparison, they said, she's been performing the equivalent of two to three fucking Super Bowls every weekend for the past five months. In six to seven nights at her last round of shows in Los Angeles. That's fucking insane. Do you yeah, know how much money wild. the Super Bowl makes? Actually wild. If you're a man, sit there and think about it for a second. Please. Yeah, she's been performing two, two, three Super Bowls every weekend. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Travis Kelsey made some fucking comment. I was rewatching, not rewatching, but their newest podcast. He said something about, like, I said 
something, I came to your thing, your, your concert, like, we'll see if we can set you up to come to mine. See which one is, like, better or more, like, exhilarating. Some shit, Whatever, like, some yeah. shit like that. Some stupid thing. And I was like, um, probably not your stupid fucking football game. Yeah. It was Super Bowl, maybe, but... Um, it's not the Super Bowl, so yeah. I'm like, shut do the you fuck think up. people actually care about football? Yeah, <laughs> that like no, it's like a like actually thing. And every time I remember seeing so many TikTok videos that were like, I like it's believable that this many people will come see Taylor Swift, but it is not like believable in my head that this many people will come to a football game. Yeah, well, and it's but it's also like Taylor Swift is on like a global scale Level. to me yeah. whereas football is in the united states mm-hmm. only pretty yep. much maybe canada maybe yeah. you know yeah. whatever maybe a couple other random areas but like you just can't even fucking compare no a football game. no offense to men but you can't compare a football game to taylor swift nope. so sorry um and so like staying on the track of like the economy people are not only like buying tickets like we said they are dressing up they're showing up and showing out for this fucking tour Mm -hmm. um and people are traveling to go see this because it's a once in a lifetime experience it's also like it's one of those things where she's doing the eras tour it's three and a half hours long of her singing songs from her entire career which is not normal like and also like beyonce's kind of openers yeah for real like she's having she has so many different openers and, like, kind of to compare, Beyonce is doing the Renaissance tour, which I'm sure she's singing some of her, like, more famous songs, but her song is for her Renaissance album. Yeah. It is not for her anything whole else. Career. Yeah, so Taylor Swift I is putting on- I won't be surprised if we see more shit like this. Oh, 100%. I think she's starting a trend. Yeah. Like, I- there's just no doubt about it, because it's been so successful. But you also Because why would you to... not do that? But you also, I feel like, have to have a career- like, she has, what, 11 albums? Yeah, she's got a lot. Midnight's is 11 or Midnight's is 10. Something like that. <sighs> I don't she has know. a fucking, an abundance of albums. Like, I get it. Like, Harry Styles, if he tried to do, like, the Eras tour. Well, he's based, he's fucking doing the Eras tour every time because he yeah. only has three albums. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like you have to be, like, an incredibly well-established person to pull this off. Oh, I think, 100%. In my opinion, because you have to have... It's not just the songs. Every artist, they're obviously going to perform their biggest hits off of every album during the their concerts or whatnot, right? But they're going to have... Like, Taylor Swift, she has her eras. You have to have the costumes. You have to have, like, the inspiration from each of your past eras to be able to pull this off well, like Taylor Swift does. So I just don't imagine, you know, a lot of other artists having, yeah, like, a similar... Like, being able to pull from their discography to do this to do this and do it well yeah. and execute it the way Taylor Swift is doing. So the I think only other person that I could think but... of is like Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I think Beyonce maybe like fucking Adele, Kelly Clarkson. Well, Adele's kind of iconic. She's bringing Blue Ivy on stage and everything. But I'm not okay, listen. She's way more iconic than I think I give her credit Adele? for. Adele? Both Adele. Well, Beyonce in general. I don't I'm Adele not Adele brought Blue Ivy on stage? No. Or are you saying Beyonce? Beyonce did. Well, you said Adele. You said Adele brought Beyonce. Oh, well, I think you said Adele first and I repeated it. Yeah, probably. But I meant Beyonce. Sorry. Yeah, that um, is... People are eating that shit up, actually. Yeah. And I think Beyonce... The Renaissance tour is fucking huge. Like, I will not lie. I'll, I, But it's just not as big. And people no, are comparing and I'm like, 
I don't know if there's a lot to compare to. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I think Beyonce has a fantastic stage presence, and she's a fan-fucking-tabulous dancer. Yeah. Taylor does not, not have her beat in that department. Yeah. No, not at all. But I think in terms of, like, songwriting... Sorry, girl. Yeah, sorry, girl. It's also pop is just, like we said, it's more digestible, and yeah. it's more, you know... Like, Beyonce is for, like... It's for the city girls. Yeah, it's not for me. <laughs> Actually, like, real. Know, like, I'm not the demographic. Like, maybe if my mom was a baddie or something, she would have been playing Beyonce when I was growing up. But, like, no. I do you know fuck what I mean? with, I will say I do fuck with Alien Superstar. That song kind of fucks. But, I anyways. Um, uh, I can play for you. But, not right now. Um, but, anyways, as we were saying, people are not just buying tickets. They're buying fucking hotel rooms. They're dining out. They're shopping for outfits and more They're con- stimulating the economy. Yeah, she's fucking improving the U.S. economy, and it's actually wild. There's merchandise, yeah. and, you know, just even more for the community around each venue that she's fucking yeah. performing at. There was something in that article that said, like, the fucking mayor of Indianapolis was like, please continue doing this. <laughs> literally, I <laughs> like, bet they literally were. literally have, like, revived our economy since COVID or something. I bet. Well, and... I know that we had saw this, that there was, like, a beating shortage because Taylor Swift, like, it's a big, like, culture thing at her concerts to trade friendship bracelets. I thought you meant, like, beat. No, not beat team. Yeah, it was, like, bead. Okay. No, yeah. there was a beating shortage because people were creating so many fucking friendship bracelets to trade at the Taylor Swift concerts. Like, that shit is wild. No one else is doing that. No one else has done that. She's just, she's one in, she's one in a million, and that's all mm-hmm. I have to say. I will also say, yes, we are, oh my god, I don't know, what's the LVII? What, what Super Bowl is that? Uh, I think that was the last one. So, um, the opening night in Glendale, Arizona, the concert brought in more revenue for local businesses in Super Bowl. LVII. I think that, yeah, I think that was Which was held back think... in February in the same stadium. Oh, Travis Kelsey's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Travis Kelsey. At SoFi? Or in Glendale? In Glendale, Arizona. I just said that. Sorry. Listen to my voice. Is that YouTube Stadium? I Uh, think. Something something like that. But anyways, Travis Kelsey, I love you so much. I have the biggest, fattest crush on you, but Sorry, you are not as good. So respectfully. Um, And I do want to say, like, yes, we do love Taylor Swift so much, but she also, like, she's a big, like... She's a white feminist for sure. Yeah. She's like, oh my god, like, don't talk bad about girls who have boyfriends, but, like, I don't really care about, like, people of color. I f- um, and I'm like, okay. Like, that's I feel like, like I am, okay, I might get canceled for this and we can cut this out. I don't really care. But I feel like I'm the kind of feminist where, like, people who are, like, girls support girls, I'm like, no. No, yeah, I think it's sure. more. I think it's more, like, girls protect girls. Like, yep. I will do not yep. want any girl getting kidnapped. I don't want them getting beat. I don't want them... Anything like that. Like, let's keep yep. people safe. Yep. Violence yep. not good. Um, but, but just because... If you're a bitch, I don't have to fucking support you. Yeah. Don't be a fucking bitch. Not to say that I don't have my moments for surezies, but, like... Yeah. I don't know. I will say, like, she's, you know, Taylor's had her moments, and you know what? We all yeah. have. And that's okay. And you know what? I'm still gonna fucking stream... All of her music, so I don't give a fuck. Um, and also, so sorry that she's, like, probably ruining the environment with all of her, like, plane fuel and shit. I really don't care. It's a given, it's a give and take, you know what I mean? Like, there's You win some and you lose some. Like, I don't know what else to say. 
That's all we can say about that. We know she has her faults. And you know what? So does fucking everyone else. Like, she's not actually bonkers and, like, shouting slurs at people, you know? Yeah. Real. She does seem like the most... Not to say that she hasn't had her, like, like share of mental health issues because of fame or whatnot, but for, like, becoming famous at, like, fucking 14 or whatever mm-hmm. the hell, she does seem, like, relatively the most, like, one of the most normal. Put together, with, for yeah, sure. Yeah, put together, like, most normal, like, can handle herself. And as um, we said, digestible. Like, don't get me fucking wrong, I love Miley Cyrus, but she did have a moment where she went a little cray, and yeah. a lot of parents were Same like... with Justin Bieber. Yeah, a lot of parents were like, no, maybe this is, like, not who we're listening yeah, to Yeah, not anymore. appropriate. No, she's never not been appropriate. I think if at oh. any point in my life, I it doesn't matter what age, I could be one, I could be five, I could be ten, I could be my age right now, my parents would not be like, oh, Taylor Swift's yeah, a crazy Yeah, you shouldn't to listen, listen to Taylor Swift. Yeah. yeah, I will agree. Like, I think, like, fucking Miley Cyrus had her moment, Justin Bieber had her moment, even, like... I don't know. I don't know who else who, like, went a little cray. Brittany? Brittany, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I think, like, from NSYNC to... Amanda Bynes. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say from NSYNC to Justin Timberlake being on his own, I'm bringing sexy back was probably, like, a big fucking shock. Mm, But I don't know. He was kind of on his own for a while at that point. I don't know. That was... I would think I was just, like, finally cognitive... And, like, a part of society when that song came out. Real. So. You know what song I love Justin Hair likes? It's like, you're my mirror. Oh. oh. My mirror's staring back at me. Yeah. That is kind of a romantic song, I will say. Yeah. He was just that song in my hip-hop warm-up class. Word. Well. Damn, we've been talking so long, my fucking laptop is fully charged. And I have eight million things plugged into it. Real. And we're recording. Well, anyways, I think Sorry, that's, guys. like, pretty much the end of that. It's at a hundred, um, I was gonna say 150 minutes. It's at an hour and 50 minutes right now. I'm literally so sorry. we're probably gonna cut out, like, maybe, like, seven minutes, so, you know, it'll probably be a little bit less. <laughs> maybe, like, seven minutes? That's fucking nothing. Yeah. This is crazy. Well. But you know what? There are so many man podcasts where they talk for just hours. as long. And they don't need to. And this so. is like, you know what, this is going to be our, this is, I'm going to label this as a special episode just for y'all. For any okay. of the Taylor Swift friends. Yeah. Fans, friends, you know, anyone who actually fucking cares, not you, Mason, fuck you. Um, yeah. But anyways. He's probably not even going to listen to this podcast, and we, oh yeah I l- did say, I called him out in the middle of. So. That's fine. Sorry, King. He hates her, and I'm like, you know what, fuck you. Actually. Sometimes it's. Was there was something that I thought of the other day? It was one of those moments yeah. where I was like, "Not all gay." Sometimes gay people are wrong. Yeah, and I feel like for me personally, anytime I meet a gay person, I'm like, "You're fucking way cooler than any straight person I've ever been around." Yeah. But that was sometimes that specifically, they prove that to not be true. Yeah, they prove me wrong. So, and that's one of those moments. Overall, Mason's a great person, but anyways, but his distaste for Taylor Swift is not my favorite thing. Nope. Sorry, King. So, to end on that note, anyways, bye!